Hi, today is December 20th. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast or future podcast should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Boeing and NVIDIA. Thanks. All right, uh, this week we have a short week for the stock market. On uh, Christmas Eve on Thursday, um, the stock market closes uh, about three hours earlier. So if you're on Pacific time, that's 10 a.m. Uh, and if you're Eastern time, that's 1 p.m. Um, Christmas Day, we have off. Uh, hopefully you have it off at your job. If you don't, thank you for working. We all appreciate it. Um, and uh, again, the Christmas Day will also be closed for the stock market too. So with that said, um, you just want to make sure you're, you're basically your positions are in a good spot heading into the holidays. It's never a good feeling when you're sweating over your positions when you're trying to hang out with family. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're trading in a way that is replicable a uh, hundred times, right? You want to trade in a way that is predictable and is accountable. <laughs> and by accountable, I mean, if this trade goes to zero, will you be okay? And if so, you should be ready for it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Just want to give you guys and girls a small reminder. And as far as earnings, uh, definitely no companies this week reporting worth mentioning uh, or worth playing. It is not worth the risk and the low amount of volume that they trade. Um, so just if you're one of those earnings players that do listen to this podcast strictly for this section or you listen to just the podcast in general, um, just know that none of these companies have my blessing as, in terms of earnings plays. Like There's just nothing here this week. All right, and before we go on to the next section, um, I just want to bring up a question that was asked on the website, and someone had brought up, hey, uh, does ThetaGame.com have a Discord? Um, and the answer to that question is yes. Um, if you sign up and support the website and podcast on Patreon.com slash you get uh, access to the Discord and among lots of other cool things. Um, but right now, there are only uh, $100 tier slots open, and there are plans to open up uh, lower tiers uh, in the very, very near future. However, I can't promise a deadline or time. Um, and then I also get uh, some criticism sometimes about, like, why is the Discord not free? Um, the answer to that question is it stops a lot of trolls from entering the channel. Sometimes, you know, you get people that just want to cause chaos and that come in and then, like, say bad things and all that good stuff <laughs> or all that bad stuff um and then it also improves the quality of discord where there's a lot of beginners that are looking for a good community to join and while i want to accept all the good people it's just too much of a risk to have it open so there's just so many new people in and they don't get the quality of I don't want to say service, but like if someone answers or someone asks a question in the Discord right now, what I love about our Discord is that there are so many people that will just genuinely answer your question, like right off the bat, boom, and you're done and you're good to go. And you might even have more questions to ask later. Something that I noticed in other public Discords is you'll ask a question and then people will try to, I don't know, like make you feel bad for an or for asking that question, or they'll just use so many keywords to try to sound smart i'm just making sure that anybody that joins the discord 
is talk to like a human being right like i'm not gonna slam all these keywords at you no one in the discord is gonna slam all these keywords at you i think everyone now uh gets the general vibe of how the discord works just because we've had we've had like the same group of people for like i think like a good three months so that's like pretty pretty darn cool um and uh yeah so don't also don't sweat if you can't afford the discord i understand hundred dollars a month is pretty hefty just know that when i started trading i did not join a discord or or anything there's lots of helpful things on youtube free helpful things on youtube um and google and all of these other brokerages that have their specific videos like there's a lot of free cool stuff out there um but yeah that is right now the only way to join the thetagang.com discord So for my weekly plays, um, it's just been a really great half of year. Um, from the COVID bottoms, I've just done a really good job of maintaining my risk appetite and uh, profiting on the way up. Um, you guys and girls know how I feel about you know writing calls or playing trades where if the market goes up and your portfolio goes down, uh, it's not like a good, it's just not a good idea just because the market tends to go up um but i i walk the walk and you know as loud as i can be on twitter uh the reason why i can be loud is well i trade like how i talk i'm i there's no contradiction there um and it's also why my trades are available for everyone to see at thetagang.com slash juni um Writing uh, Tesla puts has been pretty profitable for me. Shopify this year has been uh, very profitable for me as well. Um, Boeing stock, Unity stock, um, Veritone has had its very short blip too. Um, I experimented with um, long dated calls as well, and those have paid off well just because I bought lots of time on them. There's just so many things that went right this last half of the year um, that I'm grateful for and that I just hope I can continue into the next year. Um, and I also want to let everybody know that like, if you were just slightly bullish at all and you didn't change that sentiment from say like June or maybe like later in September, as long as you just optimistically believed that the market wouldn't die and you slammed some of your money in any stock, or any responsible blue chip stock, you'd be doing really well too. Um, I don't want this section to be like, oh, Junie's talking about how sick he is, oh, bit, 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 because it's not. I'm just saying um, that, you know, although uh, I can get really loud on Twitter sometimes, uh, it's because it's just not all that complex. I'm not digging deep in my tweets or anything. It's just believing that the market not dying is a pretty good mantra and if you want to believe that like maybe inflation is going to go up too high or the vaccine's not going to work or the economy is never going to open again or travel restrictions will never lift um, you're in for a world of hurt if you trade like that 
um, if that's your general outlook on life, that is totally up to you. I, I'm not going to hold you against that. That all, in fact, could be true. But you can't mix those things in with your trading or it's going to get you got very fast. Um, I'm kind of in a more wholesome mood today, I guess, rather than exciting. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give you that little bit tidbit, uh, that little tidbit of um, wisdom there. Um, you know, it's easy to buy puts when you get emotional, right? Like, you know, your life is not going so high and uh, you just see negative news headlines. And reminder, negative headlines get more views than positive ones. So that's why there's an incentive to post those uh, if you're a news outlet. Um, if you start looking at those too much, you're getting involved in things that don't even care about you. Uh, your emotions and feelings are also going to get got. Um, so if you feel like the market is taking a toll on your mental health, absolutely take a break. Everyone deserves one every once in a while um, or all the time. <laughs> yeah, you definitely deserve one all the time. So take it whenever you want. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it just it's not said enough. Um, you know, just trading is not hard. It's not. If you you can consider a lot of things trading as well. Um, there are plenty of friends that are new. Um, there are girls that have asked me like, "Oh, what should I do in terms of you know stocks or whatever?" Um, you know, the, my very first thing I say is like, "Do you have an IRA?" And it's like they mo they mainly say no, and I say, "Open that first. And but they have no idea what that is, so they're too scared to, and then they end up. Um, need more help in getting that set up with like wealth front or wealth front or betterment, and it's just a great first step. And I consider that trading too. You're putting money in and having a robo portfolio basically trade for you in an index fund um, or invest it for you. Not sure how they like balance it or whatnot, but um, everybody can start from somewhere, and it's just up to you on how much you want to put in mentally. So that, you know, the returns on it makes sense. If you are stressing about your trades all day, and I mean all day, and you can't sleep, and you're too excited for the market to wake up, and they get got in the morning, then you feel sad about the next day, and you can't perform at work, or you just, you're moping around because you got got, then it's not worth it. Especially, say for example, you make um, like 7% or less on whatever trading strategy you do right now, and you're always feeling stressed it's not a good trade right like it's you're not beginning the market you might as well just slam it in spy or buy stock and spy and then call it a day um a lot of people try to beat the market and a lot of people don't beat the market uh, a lot of people don't even turn out a profit um it's very common for beginners to put in too much money when they first start um, I'd say it's even more dangerous to win in the beginning than it is to start off losing. Because if you start off losing, you know what it's like to uh, get got more quickly, probably with a smaller number because you know it's very unusual for someone to full send on their first trade. Um, but say, for example, you start off small when you're a beginner and um, maybe you throw in 100 bucks on a long naked call that, that actually hits and you turn up like, I don't know, maybe like... 200 more dollars something something whatever but then you know it's your first trade and you're really excited you're like wow i can get 200 like this so quick oh man if i just put a thousand dollars that would be 
oh, I would have had $2,000 more. Oh my goodness, right? And so you start thinking like this, and then um, you start betting with more and more money, and maybe you win your first few, and you get super confident, and then you're like, wow, I am unstoppable. I'm going to send this. You know, I, I have this 10K. I'll be fine if it goes to zero. Uh, I'm still working. I'll be fine. Um, and then you send the 10K, and then you lose it. Like, and then you think, oh, the market's rigged, uh, and you have all this resentment for the market and for people in the market, or you know, you just you're just beat up on yourself. Um, but that all happened and stemmed off of your first few wins. And so, just be cognizant of all these things. I know there's a lot of newer investors coming into the market too, um, and especially for crypto, um, you know, just apply all these principles that I've taught you in this podcast to crypto. Um, there's, you know, much, you can't really sell a put on Bitcoin. I wish you could, that would be, that would be stellar. Um, but I don't think you can, and I prefer not to figure out. <laughs> so just be careful. This is, I, I always, I always just think about Alex Kearns when I start talking about this stuff and it gets, it gets kind of emotional. Like no one needs to feel that bad to do the things or the thing that he did, right? Like you don't need to commit suicide off of a, a scary number on an app. You, you deserve to trade for fun. Like I trade for fun and you need to take on yourself to keep it for fun. It's very hard to day trade for a living. Most people don't make it when they do it. I don't day trade for a living. I actually prefer to make fun of day traders that say they're day traders because it doesn't make sense to me, especially if you're younger, right? Like that's so much risk um, that you're putting onto yourself. And uh, there's no definitive way to prove that you're actually as good as you are. And if you're tricking people to go into that very risky um, I, 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 I want to, with, I feel bad for saying profession, but if you're, if you're trying to go in that field of day trading on your own, and I'm not talking about for like a hedge fund or something, um, just be very, very careful, right? A lot of people are faking it to make it. Um, and until there's a day trader that actually like posts their trades in real time, then it's, it's going to stay a myth to me. Um, so as you get into the holiday season, there are more scams. Uh, there's more scams coming out. Um, and just a lot, a lot of more dangerous things that you can sign up for. If you are already making money with stocks, learn about writing puts. Learn about writing calls. Learn about why or when you would buy a naked put um, You know to protect your stock positions. Because I'd imagine... You're doing very, very well on your stock positions that you have, especially if you're older. I know, I understand. I have a, I don't know, like 11 or 12% of people that listen to my podcast are 50 plus. And that, I, I think that's super sick. If you have lots of money in stock, keep it that way. It's working for you. And it has done enormous for you for this latter half of the year. Um, don't get sucked in to all this Bitcoin stuff. If you're older, you don't need more, more money 
in, in, in the sense that you need to risk the, the money for Bitcoin. It, the risk reward isn't there. I've, I've had this conversation with my dad. Um, and yeah, I mean, Bitcoin, it could go to 100K. I don't know that. Uh, my dad doesn't know that. But my dad has plenty of money um, for retirement. And it's like, unless if you're doing it strictly for fun, then do it. But don't lie to me and say you need this for retirement because I know you have plenty of money to retire. So you need to make sure that if you're you know, getting sucked into a new idea, especially around this time, even for Theta Gang stuff, there are a lot of bad people in the Theta Gang community that you know pretend that they're Theta Gang and just like use the name because it's cool, whatever. Um, just be super, super aware and ask all the questions you possibly can. And if they get annoyed by your questions, and they probably aren't the right fit for you anyway. And uh, yeah, this is all coming from a place of love. I just genuinely care um, about like people getting taken advantage of. Uh, it that that stuff sucks, and I hate hearing about it. Uh, but it does happen. Uh, let's go on to the website updates. All right, and for the new ThetaGang.com website updates, um, there was previously a cost basis bug on a stock position um, if you had multiple covered calls. If you had a normal stock position where you just like you know bought 100 shares and then sold a covered call and they got signed, your cost basis would be reflected properly. Um, if you, say for example, had bought in like 500 shares of this and then sold five covered calls and then got five covered calls assigned, that's where the bug was happening. It would give you the wrong cost basis and that was because the quantity of covered calls was not um, factored into the uh, average cost or cost basis algorithm and now it is and I want to give a quick thank you to everyone that wrote in for that bug um, I don't want to give credit to any a few selective people because there were just so many people that had messaged this in um, and I finally got it done um, so just yeah this is just a shout out to everyone that did write in that continues to write in um, thank you for making the platform a better place. Um, there are, you know, a handful of vocal people. I'm sure there's lots of people that use it and then just see the bug but don't report it. Um, but power to them. Like, I wouldn't do that either on in most occasions. Um, but thank you for those that take the time out of your day to send me a bug report, especially the ones with screenshots. Those are super sick. And then I want to give a quick... Uh, shout out to those that send me like constructive questions um you know i get a lot of questions about like oh have you thought about doing this junie or have you junie have you thought about doing it like that or here are a few resources that i think are good for you to read and what do you think about these um i just want to yeah those are all like super great points of feedback and i just want to just remind everybody i love reading those I can't promise reply just because it's just not an effective use of my time replying to so many questions when I could be working on the website. Um, but yeah, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up a Twitter AMA and then have people just ask me questions there. 
and you could get as specific as you want on any sort of feature request. Um, and then I will have that AMA be like the podcast that maybe I do end up replying to an email for and pointing them to that podcast episode. Um, that would probably only probably only be effective if most of the architectural um, questions got asked there too, not just like random AMA questions, but I'll see what comes of it. Um, it is Twitter, so it, it is kind of like a free-for-all. Um, but yeah, I think that would be also a fun idea that can be a productive use of time as well. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, quarter one of next year, I'll be working on social features, um, namely like ones where you can like look up a user by their username, uh, maybe potentially following people, and... Um, like auto-filling someone's username when typing in a comment. Like all of these uh, have been asked for, and I'm just trying to make sure I like push them out in a timely manner, like all together, so it's a well-formed feature or a feature push. Um, yeah, it's, it's all just fun stuff. Okay, uh, today's episode is going to be like a blend of some of my previous episodes. Um, I think it's going to be titled something along the lines of like, you can't change anybody. Um, and I'll get to why in a sec. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is, you know, as you know, you meet with your family members, um, you know, you might try to change the way that, you know, your parents think or how your parents trade, right? Like I'm trying to blend that in. Um, or you might trade, or you might, you know, try to change how your friends trade, or you might, you know, try to, um, you know, just instill your opinion on like other people. And um, this is going to be like somewhat of a reflection of my 2020 year running a Discord um, and just being like, the helpful dude in the discord and the helpful dude on the podcast as well as the website um and just like what i've learned about teaching people um you know just like over over my many years in experience of teaching i don't have any formal experience but i am like better than average at some things like i like to I don't like to do a lot of things, but like when I do things, I like to get really, really good at it. Um, and then I like pride myself in being able to teach people really well because I understand what it's like to feel dumb or not ask the question because I'm afraid of feeling dumb. Like I was very much that kid in school a lot of the time. Um, so just carrying that on and then you know into life where I'm picking up lots of new hobbies I'm really, really passionate about. Um, and yeah, I thought this would be a really cool time to just, um, you know, share my perspective when it comes to teaching people how to trade in case if any of you want to do something similar than what I'm doing, or, you know, you want to just like, you know, mesh this in with how I don't know, your life goes. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to take some time to just reflect 
on my 2020 year and hopefully you guys and girls will enjoy it. One of the things I want to reflect on was that the Corona crash was the first crash where I got hit the hardest, right? I was a part of the 2018 October Fed crash when they hiked interest rates. Um, but I was playing around with options then and I didn't like theoretically lose as much as I did during this April. Um, and um, yeah, April this year was kind of scary. I was getting assigned worth $80,000 worth of stock and um, the market didn't seem like it was gonna stop going down. And there were just a whole bunch of people on Twitter making fun of me uh, because my trades are public, right? datagang.com slash junior. You can even see where I got assigned and all that good stuff. Um, and there were people in, uh, tw on Twitter making fun of me. There were like people on Discord telling me to sell. Um, and, you know, one of the things I learned from that moment is you shouldn't uh, like let anyone persuade you into doing any sort of decision um, unless if it's yourself asking for help, right? Unless if you're soliciting for help. Um, if you are in a spot where, you know, maybe your friends know about your positions and, you know, they're making snarky remarks about, like, how it doesn't stop going down or you bought at the top or any of these, like, funny remarks that are funny to them but maybe not so much you, um, that is a test or a testament to... Or no, it's just a test. It's just a test to see, like, how much do you did you actually account for max loss there, and what are you gonna do to remedy it? Are you going to stay at your max loss scenario? Are you going to exit at the bottom, or exit on the way down so you don't lose more, um, and then just you know walk away, you know, knowing you were wrong. Or, you know, in my case, are you gonna get assigned 80K worth of stock and then are you going are you going to hold on to it, right? Are you gonna hold on to it and then buy more stock, double down, sell cover calls, uh, write more puts? You know, all of these things were running through my head. And I thought at that very moment, like like F that, right? Like I'm going to just ride this out. I'm going to stick with my guns here. And I'm going to uh, hold the stock. Like, why would I exit this low if I'm this down already? Right? If I lost 30 more K, I have a very good income. I, I'm blessed to have a good income. I'm not going to just like say that I have a good income. I'm very blessed to have a good income. Uh, you know, I think I have my head on straight when it comes to trading. Yes, I got assigned 80K worth of stock. Um, but I have to prove to everybody that are that is looking at my trades that like I know what I'm doing, right? So it, it was like the perfect platform for me to prove that I knew what I was doing. And I proved it, right? And that's why I'm so loud on Twitter sometimes, especially, you know, to those that like don't like, like interact with my tweets anymore there were like a good bunch of people that were always in my tweets giving me a hard time but they've gone away right they, they they're not there anymore because they know 
like that I made it out and I'm doing better than ever. Um, so understand that like when it gets down to it and you are in a super bad spot, one of the best things to not get there is to not have any trades that would put you in that position, right? Like retrospect, getting assigned 80K worth of stock with that sharp of a drop was really, really scary. And I don't think I truly accounted for it. Now, I basically have about like 50K or 60K worth uh, ever put in a a short naked put or a cash secured put that I write and it makes me feel a little bit better and my uh, my portfolio size is uh, a lot bigger now too. So it's definitely like less of my portfolio. So I'm, I'm learning from those moments and applying them to how I trade now so that even if we had another Corona crash, right? This time, I probably only get assigned like 30, 40, 50, 60K and I have a lot more money in my portfolio to double down because I learned from that moment. Um, I'd imagine if I let other people, you know, get to me and tell me what to do and sell when it's going down, uh, I'd feel pretty bitter, right? If, if knowing that the market had gone up and I would have had to basically start all over and I didn't stick to my word, right? Like, why, why do I have a podcast saying like, uh, you know, just uh, be positive, don't think the market's gonna die and all that stuff. Like, I have to be consistent and I pride myself on being consistent and you could talk pretty loud if you're consistent because you just basically say whatever comes to your mind and it's just consistent so um that's just number one right like if things are going bad don't look at other people for how you should trade your trade unless if you truly don't know what's going on like if you're in a very scary scenario with options and it's your first time you just got in a very 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 bad spot and into a crash on like your first few trades i get that but if you're seasoned and you feel like you've had a good system, if you had a profit for a while, um, and you understand how options work, you understand your max losses, when things get rough, don't look at other people to ask like, hey, uh, you know, should I sell? Or like, if people are like looking at you and maybe they know about your positions, like don't let them tell you what to do with your stock or with your options. Something else that I wanna bring up is the other way, the other direction. Stocks have been on a tear from the bottom, uh, the COVID bottoms, I mean. And everyone has a different percentage of profit from that bottom. If you bought from the very, very bottom and held till now, I would commend you on just how many times you've been scared to exit with Trump getting COVID, Trump getting elected, Trump not getting elected, Biden not getting elected, Biden getting elected. Like all of these headlines, scary, like making you think like, oh, should I sell now? Should I sell now? But if you've held on to now, you're doing a lot better than anybody that's going to potentially be giving you advice. Um, but maybe you joined midway through the rally, right? Um, then, you know, you're going to have a sizable profit. Um, and other people are going to have sizable profits as well. Some of them could be earlier than you, some of them could be later than you, but you took it on yourself at that position to take the risk and uh, get in the profit. You, not them, because you most likely didn't know them at that time when you got into that original position. 
and um, it's your profit that you're enjoying, not theirs. What you need to do in these moments is find a number, find a market cap, find a P&E ratio of the company you know uh, that you're happy with selling the stock at, or you know if it's not a majority of your portfolio and you you know you might just sell on. I don't know, you might have come up with some mental system where like, oh, on two more red days, I'll just sell, you know, it's something that makes you feel good that you exited with the plan. I don't, I don't care. It, it could be as superstitious as you want. Um, but also sell um, the stock for a profit whenever you want to, right? Like everyone has their own system and you can ask like, oh, you know, at what points do you like to sell things? But you shouldn't you know tell anybody to sell anything well and also you really shouldn't tell anyone to buy anything either you can instead just bring up hey i like this company x y and z what do you guys think or like i like this company because you know one two three what do you guys and girls think right um but saying like uh you know Palantir to the moon 100 you guys and girls should all buy it now that that's not good <laughs> that's 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 pretty whack actually it, it adds no context there's nothing there's nothing of sustenance there but there's lots of beginners that if shown that from a few different people will get them to buy Palantir for no good reason and because they joined in with that motif motif uh, of Palantir going to 100, it doesn't get there for some reasonable amount of time. They start wanting to sell the stock, and now they don't even have their own opinion on when to sell it, right? Or to buy more, right? They would never know when to really buy the dip because you know they didn't really know about any mu- any much of the company because they went in on a few people's random comments uh, instead of going in with their own due diligence. Um, so that's just another thing, like. And what what these two scenarios have in common the one the the buying one when, or the selling one at a profit or selling one for a loss have in common is you can't change anybody. You should only present like your opinion, see if anything resonates and sticks, and if it sticks, you'll know it sticks because you you know you see them start trading more responsibly or asking more responsible questions or you know just you just you can just tell when they when they got the juice <laughs> right like you can't uh, undermine anybody either like you can't make fun of the person that buys you know options that expire the same week you can't make fun of the person that gets assigned 80k worth of options you can't make fun of uh and you can make fun of someone getting mad uh, i always defend that <laughs> but you can't make fun of someone trying or even being greedy like being greedy and then getting mad is funny but being greedy and then getting sad is not right like if you get greedy and then you get very very sad because you got got like i'm sorry and i'm really sorry that happened to you and you know it's only money and you'll get better and uh you can come back to the market with a fresh plan or you know take a break from the market all that good stuff um 
but you know someone gets too greedy gets got you don't need to tell them like hey you were way too greedy here blah 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 blah, blah this blah, blah blah that uh well you could tell them they were too greedy sorry you can definitely do that but you can't make fun of them um and that goes with pretty much everything there are a lot of like uh, hobbies and hobbyists that uh, it's either a whole bunch of pride or a whole bunch of insecurity that like they're not very friendly to new people right um and it definitely depends on like who you're talking to right it definitely matters but you need to make sure you're in a spot where you're willing to slow down to help them out, make them understand like what exactly happened, what could be prevented for next time. But you can't just tell them, hey, you need to do my strategy because my strategy uh, is better than yours. You need to simply explain maybe that it's not even your strategy, but maybe that this certain strategy is good because of x y and z uh and you know it has one two three strategies of when this stock goes up sell at this or you know some specific things about a certain strategy instead of like putting like you know putting in your ego at the very end like you don't need to say like oh this is how i did this is how awesome i did so you should do what i do um that's that's something that i've also noticed is like very prevalent in fintwit right like i i always make sure that if i show my profile i've said this a million times on stream that i go straight like straight to my losses basically i like scroll down really fast i go to my losses and i talk about my losses and it's just the most important things are my losses i always bring up my 80k but i don't i I rarely talk about like in my specific trades that have been doing really well um just because you know if you have a system, it's supposed to work. And I don't need to say that my system works all the time. I just rather say what went wrong and how I made my system better. Like right, the 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 focus is on the system, not the profits. And that's very much one of the main uh, like driving factors of ThetaGang.com is that everyone wants, oh, I want to show that, you know, my covered call I was wrong on uh, because, uh, you know, I picked the wrong strike and it got assigned, uh, but I sold my stock at a profit. So, you know, my net position at a profit. So I don't understand why my covered call is red. The reason why your covered call is red is because you picked the wrong strike. Um, and you just, you closed it early, right? You closed a position, a contract that you committed to early for a loss, but your stock position did well. But you were still wrong on your cover call. If you never did your cover call, your stock position would be doing even better, right? So it's, the platform isn't about showing off how much money you make. It's about showing off like how consistent are you at like maintaining your logs, inputting logs, and just showing off to everybody that, look, hey, I am a honest trader uh, using this platform, uh, and if you want, to, if you want to see how I trade, here's how I do it. There's nothing stopping anybody from making fake trades. There's nothing until you get, you know, some people following your trades, and then they start looking at like the option prices that you're opening and closing your contracts at. 
um, because it will happen. If your if your profile gets popular enough, people will save you in their bookmarks and people will audit you, right? People audit me all the time. Uh, that's why I also have my Twitter alerts for my patrons. So like right when I enter a trade on datagame.com, it goes out to, to a tweet and I let all my patrons and everyone that's been signed up with a TasterWorks referral, like audit me. Like, yo, did Junie actually open this at this price? Does this look reasonable? Yes, great, right? So um, it just, the platform is about showing your ability or demonstrating your ability to trade consistently and um, take responsibility of your losses, right? You're eventually going to lose and do you mark it as a loss? Yes. Uh, it's not about tracking your exact profit loss because that's what your broker platform is for. It's not about tracking, you know, did this net position um, when when this trade, like why is this red? It's not about like why is this red, right? Like you were just straight up wrong on that contract. And that's one of the, it's one of the most triggering questions when someone asks like, hey, why is my cover call red even though I closed it for a loss early, right? You answered it in your first half of your question because um, you were wrong on the covered call. Like it, it, It's okay to be wrong on your covered call, right? Like you have a stock position. Everyone can see it. You have a little bit of red on your, on your profile because of an early closed covered call. But like really with your PL that you're showing or your you know net premium you're doing more than fine with just having that one red covered call so um it's it's just a whole lot of you know it's a balance of you know keeping users happy but also maintaining the the vision right like i originally started datagame.com because I personally, me, wanted a way to show my trades. If you guys and girls didn't know, datagame.com at one point or another, in the very beginning, uh, was just, you go to datagame.com and you just saw my trades. You, it, I didn't even have my name on there, right? Like it just showed my trades on a spreadsheet and like I'd share it with friends and stuff and I'd be like, hey, look at what I'm starting. Of course, like they ignore me. They're like, oh, this is some other finance you know, friend doing a finance thing, he looks scummy, whatever. Um, but it just grew. I got more traction. People started going to the site a lot more. I noticed it with Google Analytics. I was like, wow, people actually enjoy looking at my trades. And I, I built out a whole feature where you can create your own account and everyone could see, get their own trades in. Um, and it was just, it just grew. It just kept on growing so fast. And 2020 was the biggest year of growth. I mean, Regard, I mean, despite, you know, it's the only full year of growth too. Like this started in late 2019. So this was basically the first full year and we're almost at 10,000 users. Um, and, you know, just going through one of the biggest crashes in uh, US stock market history. Um, and then coming from, uh, you know, I was in the crash at the bottom and all the way through the rally, right? Um, and so being part of that rally was really eye-opening too. Um, you know, it's a lot of like blocking out people that are saying, oh, this, is, this isn't this is a rally. We're going to test the bottoms again for sure. Uh, all, all that stuff, right? It's real. It was a lot of 
just focusing on how I wanted to trade and, you know, reflecting that on like my podcast and um, just like not becoming corrupt either, right? Like I, I don't have referral links for things I don't use. I don't put ugly ads on my website because I want to squeeze every nickel and dime from my users. Uh, I don't advertise my Discord. I mean, besides at the very end, I don't like slam like like monologues worth of advertisement for my Discord, um, saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you sick gains or whatever." Like, uh, it's I'm trying to be as consistent as possible, and I believe I'll still be able to be consistent as possible going into 2021. Um, it is the project is getting very big and there might be a world where i quit my job and i just do this full time that is that would be probably my dream job but i just need to run some logistics on how i need to strategize so that you know it's not a stupid decision to quit my job but rather like a, a happy decision to quit my job um what else yeah just just the whole you can't change anybody thing um people people can change and i probably should have said this way way earlier right people can change but you can't change anybody you can present all the facts all all this all that whatever it's not until the other person wants to change that any change is going to happen. And think about this. Like, who are you to want to change somebody? Right? Like, you shouldn't need to change anybody. Sure, maybe someone is going through a rough patch. Maybe there's a drug addict. Maybe there's an alcoholic. Yes, some change is good. And instilling some change from a very, very, very obvious standpoint is good. But there's a lot of times where, you know, if you don't vibe with someone or if you just, you know, think that you might be smarter than someone, you might uh, just think more highly of yourself than someone, there's a good chance you might want to change someone for the better, right? I'm using air quotes there because, um, you know, it might not just be for them. I talk about on this podcast all the time, like, oh, what if you wanted to, uh, you know, this section of the podcast is for the people that want to start their own thing. And then I always I always say some little tidbit about like, oh, but, you know, make sure like if you don't feel like doing your own thing and you're perfectly happy doing your thing, like just keep doing your thing. This is just for the people that are looking to start their own thing or, um, you know, are sad and want to be uh, try being uh, productive in a different field to make yourself feel better type of thing. Like I don't want to pressure anyone to do their own thing um and this is a lesson i learned too some people are just okay with not doing anything and um it it's it's yeah i mean i that's just something i learned this year it's just some people don't want to do anything and that's perfectly fine um just continuing to be a you know a good friend and then also you you learn a lot from people um when you take a step back right there's a reason why they don't want to do anything 
And there's so much reflection that goes on there. It's like, why don't they want to do anything? Well, I could think of a few reasons. You know, there's a lot of stress that comes with having your own thing, right? Like, there's a lot of stressful days on datingang.com, despite it being like a, you know, a passionate uh, personal project of mine. There's a lot of stress that comes with it. People call you nasty things. People tell you to do, uh, you know, bad things in the stock market, right? Like, sell your stock at the lows. Um, uh, you know, managing people is like, I don't want to say managing, maybe moderating is like the better word. Moderating is sometimes stressful, right? Like you, you gotta be PC about it, but you gotta be stern enough to be like, yeah, that that's not cool. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's fun and it's rewarding. But if you want to do your own thing, uh, I mean, if and by the own thing, like just chilling, hanging out with friends, uh, partying, drinking, all that is super cool, especially if you're young. I mean, like, dude, whatever, live your life. Um, yeah, I guess that was just a little bit more of a, a soft uh, skill I learned. Or not much of a soft skill, but more of a, like a soft lesson in that you can't force someone to be like you right you, if you're the type of person to start up projects all the time or you're a crafty person and you you build things like you can't change one of your like friends that plays video games all day because they're just really passionate about video games right like you're you're just building things outside like what's so cool about that when they're you know killing dragons and slaying monsters in a video game that's equally as cool right no, nothing there's no there's no contest there um, both are equally cool in their own right, especially like you go to an esports stadium, they're not gonna care about you doing woodshop, or you go to a YouTube channel, people, oh, well, I guess esports there is really cool too, but um, yeah, I mean, everybody gets rewarding factors from everywhere else. That's what, from everything that they do. I guess that's what I wanted to say. Oh, um, yeah, I think. I think that's it. Um, just tying a little bit more into like you can't change any anybody. Um, you can't. You well, you nah, not that you can't. You can do whatever you want, but you shouldn't um, tell your parents what to do with their stock. It's that's incredibly dangerous, right? Like especially if you're one of the newer traders or investors, right? Like that's air quotes. If you're one of those newer ones and you just like randomly hear that, or you make some like hundreds hundreds of dollars on Palantir with your like three thousand dollar account, you you should not try to convince your mom and dad who have hundreds of thousands of dollars to invest in Palantir. That is not the responsible thing to do, because there's a good chance they're gonna you know listen to their loving daughter or son, and they are going to buy Palantir. And they're not going to just lose hundreds of dollars. They're going to lose thousands and thousands of dollars because they're playing with more money than you. You losing a couple hundred dollars is not a big deal. Them being retired could be a big deal, right? Like, um, you know, adults and parents are humans too. And uh, if they don't exercise, you know, risk management, um, they can get got too. Um, what else? So I, I, I mentioned, you know, telling traders when not to sell or to sell, um, mentioned parents, mentioned the friend thing. 
I think that's it. I think that is all. Um, just want to cap this with the most positive of vibes. I just want to make sure that like, you know, I just want to make sure that when you interact with other people on FinTwit, that you come from a place of good intentions and that you should genuinely reflect on if whenever you're giving advice, is it is it selfish at all? Is it like is it shilling a company that maybe you're investing in? Or is it ego driven? Like are you picking on someone or, you know, you know, jabbing someone with like how sick you are? Or like if you're teaching someone, are you teaching them in a way where they can understand you and you're assuming that they know zero, right? That's always like a good good premise to start from. Um, it's not good to overwhelm a new person in anything with like advanced knowledge because it just becomes overwhelming. They might quit and it's just not, not enough people or not enough, you know, experts uh, know about that one very obvious skill. Um, it's, it seems obvious, right? Uh, it's just like not everyone is a good teacher. Uh, that's that's something to note too you could be really really good at something but you can just be horrible at teaching maybe you don't you lack the social skills or maybe um you just don't like to teach and you just don't do it or you know um you're too passionate about that and you don't have the time for it all that good stuff um so that's it i hope this you know let a little light into how i think um in trade according to you know what's going on in the big news i kind of just trade on my own terms and just recognize my max losses um when it comes to discord i don't tell anybody i basically like never tell anybody when they're wrong or um just you know if someone asks me a question just lay down some facts and then maybe some anecdotal evidence of what i've gone through um and just promoting a positive environment where it's not ego driven. No one cares about your PL. No one cares about your portfolio size. No one cares about your win loss ratio. No one cares about that sick advice that has worked for you all along without any of the proof. Um, yeah, I'm excited for 2021. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, I think, yeah, that's it. I'm just excited for 2021. This was a very long episode. Very, very weird mood today. But uh, yeah, I think it's just because I need my coffee or Diet Coke. But I will, I will pick one up right after this recording.
Okie dokes. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang where I stream. Shout out to everyone that has been stopping by for the Twitch stream. We have more people every time we've streamed for the last three weeks, which is definitely new. So we are definitely growing as a community. And it's definitely really cool seeing the same people come back. I definitely see how Twitter or Twitch um, is because you get like helpful tips when you're like uh, a streamer that come in like into your email and stuff. And one of the tips is like, oh, you know, everyone starts off small, get to know your audience and stuff um, because the first few people grow into the next few people. And and I totally get what they mean now. It's like you, you almost know everybody by their i mean of course because it's the only thing you see but but by their username and you just like recognize that like oh this person regularly comes here that's awesome um so that's really fun and that's at 6 p.m pacific time on tuesdays uh you can follow me on twitter at real theta gang and you can email me at junie at theta gang.com uh theta gang is proudly partnered with tastyworks and signing up with the theta gang referral is a huge help that's theta gang one word all caps um, this is another message, another reminder for those that have already used it and that have qualified. Um, just send me an email at juniathetagame.com and I'll get you squared away with the Twitter alerts. Um, don't think you're ever bothering me. Um, just uh, holding my end of the deal here. Um, and I want you to feel good about you know getting that flair too on the website, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then I want to give a thank you to... I wonder if this link is the is this link no this is the wrong link hold on so we're at the end of the episode so i'm just gonna let this play i'm not gonna cut um here we go uh shout out to majadir mike d slow motion jzn mikos pfm dj mac 86 pacro boop mitch brady hsn iv craig thomas gj wilson statistically random tom Thomas, bk trade baked potato island bell wheaton lick Naller, cheese maltman chivanis nm m hayden uh, La Little, Menno Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Yu Song, Yu Song Who, Nate the River, Just Center, Murph Q, Norfish, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Dissentious, Saltwater Cure, Lord Skeletor, Lazy Reservist, The Jester, Krispy Kreme Boy, Hermes Kaput, Rest of Your Shifty AG, and Ensis 88. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, short and sweet outro. I will see everybody on the live stream uh this coming tuesday which is i think yeah in two days um and then uh i don't know when that twitter ama thing is or thing will be uh but you will know when i have it i'll pin it to my uh profile on twitter uh when it's done but yeah thank you everyone for listening to this extra long podcast episode um hope some of it connects And uh, yeah, just be a good person and everything will work out. Peace.